0: Welcome back to another episode of Me vs. Me. My name is Shayna.
1: My name is Maker.
0: And here, we're giving you the tools to harness the power of now, to break past limitations, and experience your extraordinary future.
1: This episode is called expired milk. We don't drink expired milk. We don't keep expired food laying around the fridge. So why do we hang on to expired thoughts? Habits. Perspectives. What I mean by that is habits, thoughts, perspectives, relationships, all kinds of things that don't serve you. They once did, but they don't anymore. We keep hanging on to them and then we wonder why we always get what we've always gotten. This episode we're going to show you how to break past those expired thoughts, clean out your mental fridge... And make room for some new delicious stuff. Stay tuned. to the mirror face my fears now i've been moving faithfully they've been trying to come for me they've been trying to take from me if i ever happen to fall but i do that gracefully take my losses gratefully cause i know they gonna strengthen me ain't no breaking me ain't no thing to see they just ain't the same as me they spend every day they breathe and make believe trying to make it seem like they major league but that's maybe i just say my peace then retreat cause i know i can't change a thing for me Say Say la vie Alright. So, expired milk. What is your take on, like, how, so I mentioned you wonder why you always get what you've always gotten, right? That whole kind of notion. What role does, like, expired thoughts, expired habits and stuff like that play?
0: Essentially, it's your past. So it's our, um, in the MVM life model, it's The dwelling or the forecasting, if you... So the dwelling model is you're essentially dwelling on the past. And because you're dwelling on the past, you don't have a chance to look forward... And you always get what you've always gotten. When you what, where, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're constantly thinking about the past and dwelling on the past, that's where you're going to end up, is in a rut of the past. You you think or you hope for something more in life or you want things to change, but if you don't change your thought pattern, it's not going to happen. I was listening to um, Tony Robbins, and he said, you have to ask the proper questions essentially. You have to focus on exactly what you want as an outcome and be very crystal clear on it. You can't just say, I want more money. He said, Here's a dollar, here you go. You have to focus on it. So, and in the in the forecasting model, it's more like you're not really sure what's holding you back. But it could be your habits, right? You want a six-pack. But you're eating pizza, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, you're eating pizza like three times a week and eating the whole thing. It's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. that's That's kind of my view on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like to kind of, <clears throat> I guess, build on the forecast model, mm-hmm. right? Like we get like our expired thoughts – haunt us. And when we're living the forecast model, they're haunting us, but we don't know it. We're running, we're moving, we're living life, and we think we're just killing it, we're crushing it, we're happy. We're looking forward to some future outcome. But we never get there. You can aim your ship wherever you want, but even if it's somewhere that you should not be going, you still won't get there. You never get what you're looking for. And the reason is you have all these underlying thought patterns, these habits, these practices, these perspectives, these uh beliefs, limiting beliefs about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, like you, you want to get a six pack, but your habits don't map to that. Why do you make it so like that's we know that. <clears throat> we know that. And that's common sense, right? And we still can't get ourselves to stop eating pizza for the six-pack, and that is because we've always eaten pizza. Well, I mean, I, I was once, you know, I used to be skinnier than I am now. I used to be in better shape. I was eating pizza back then, too. But that was back then. That person back then was not who this person here is right now. And so you have your past, Driving your future, even if you don't know it.
0: Dang, yeah. I don't know if my mom's gonna kill me, but an example I can think of is growing up, we grew up in a small motel. Um, It had eight bedrooms. Our living situation was inside of the motel, and my mom and dad created like an oasis for us. It was awesome. We rented it, I think we rented out four of the eight rooms, um, and it was just amazing. And I lived there for 21 years of my life. My parents finally bought a house when I was getting married. I don't know the logic behind that, <laughs> but that's what they did. And life kind of changed after that. Um, and my mom had a really hard time dealing with it. It was essentially not allowing her to experience the here and now and the joy that come, came or comes with the house because she was still looking for all the same things that we used to do back then. Now, I was 21, my brother was 23 when we moved out of the house, so all of the memories she had essentially were of us growing up and being kids. Yeah. So that's that was just a random thought I had.
1: Yeah, well, that's, so, like, that is a, something that kind of has, like, a, correlation with, like, what a lot of mothers experience, empty nest syndrome, right? Like, that's what it's called, right? Empty nest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Kids grow up, they leave, and now they're they're stuck and they feel like they're left to, left out to dry, right? They're trying to find themselves. They really don't know who they are. And that's sad that they feel that way. And they get down on themselves, they beat themselves up, but like, they're doing that, they never did that in their life, but when the kids leave, they have nothing to busy themselves with. They find themselves with their thoughts and their feelings, and it's replaying good times from the past. Right. And when you're replaying good times from the past, and you're focusing on not, it not being there now anymore... What you're really doing is you're not worried about the right now. You're saying that I used to have this in the past and now my future doesn't have it. So you're dreading your future because it doesn't have this thing that made you happy, which is your kids. Right. And so you get caught in this loop of past throws to future, past throws to future. Past, and now your glory days are all behind you. When in reality, if you just stop. You say, man, awesome. I still have my kids. They just, they have a different address. Literally, that's it. They have a different address. I still have my kids. Still my kids. I still love them. If you just sit with that, there's nothing but opportunity. You just have to break out of the past. If you just go, don't worry about the future. Don't think about the future. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. And all of your thoughts, when you're living in that rut, Are coming from the past. So, your idea of what the future looks like is so flawed.
0: Or, essentially, like, I'm thinking about how when we say, well, things should be this way. Yeah. It should be this way. Oh, based on what? What are we saying it should be this way based on we're saying it from our past experiences?
1: That's it. We develop patterns, right? What's, I mean, we call patterns things that we can't see habits. We develop thought habits. Emotional habits. The way we act. The way other people react. X, Y, Z. And now all of a sudden if you change that people say no, 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 no. What are you doing? That's wrong. It's wrong. Which that's the first indication our egos at play. That's wrong. It should be this way. Okay, you're over you're overbearing. Your ego's at play when you're saying it's wrong. Now, it should be this way, meaning you're terrified. Because something is out of place. The salt shaker's no longer where you always put it. So it shouldn't be on the table. It should be in the cupboard. Like, that's how we act. And things should not be this way. And that's only because you are imagining your future per your past. And the crazy part of that happens... is if you spent 15 years of of your life believing things should be a certain way and then something changes, like let's say 15 years of your adult life, whatever, you get married and you move, you expect things to be different so you don't really have that many like expectations. You don't go in and say that your family should be just like mine, even though we do. We know rationally that it's not going to be like that. But if you spent 20 years of your life in this new rut, then now your whole future is built off of that. You completely forgot about the first 15 years, that everything should have been like the first 15 years. Right. Now they're built on what just was around longer. So not even you would stick to your shoulds. And Tony Robbins says, I should, I should, and then people should all over themselves.
0: Yeah, It's true. Yeah. It's actually interesting. You, you brought up like a, the salt shaker being in the same... Place, mm-hmm. and that that made me think of um, how the, it essentially builds our character. I've I've like observed and noticed that there's people who get so caught up in in minute details like a salt shaker, mm-hmm. and completely make their lives so miserable, people around them so miserable. Um, I know we reference Tony Robbins a lot, but he's kind of our idol. Um, but <laughs> he was actually talking about. I was listening to a podcast, and he was talking about relationships. Yeah. And it was a husband and wife, and when the wife is miserable, essentially, the way she acts when she's miserable, and the husband doesn't want to come home. Well, do you blame him? No. You, as a wife, have built up should'ves and expectations and XYZ based on the past. And now your husband doesn't want to come home because you're a grizzly bear and he's scared to hell Mm -hmm. to be around you. And that just, it resonated with me so well. Like that makes so much sense. Like he's looking at other women because you've let yourself go. I mean, I'm not saying I condone that behavior at all, but I'm saying it kind of makes sense.
1: So it, like, I don't like that.
0: I know, I'm not, say- I'm not saying that it's okay. No,
1: I know you're not saying it's okay. Because I know you'd probably shoot me. Exactly. Your face says everything. But it's... What do... I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said you have these expectations. You've created these expectations rooted in, like, what are, what are shoulds? Shoulds are expectations. I have an expectation of the salt being in the cabinet, not on the table. I'm against it. And you'll fight to the death for that salt shaker. You have all these expectations, i.e. shoulds, and they all come from the past. And in terms of, like, relationships, like, we have, you should love me no matter what. Well what that does is that creates such a dependency not on the not for the other person it creates a dependency of you on an outside source you expect other people to love you unconditionally when you probably don't love yourself and now you're caught in this thing where you're you're a grizzly bear (laughs) and you become stuck in your ways and you were only open to receiving love how you expect it and you get so blind that you don't see when your husband's giving you love in a different way, Mm -hmm. in a new way, a fresh way. Maybe he's trying to become or help you become less grizzly bear, right? right? Get back to your old ways. He loves you still. And you're not allowing that because, no, you should love me this way. You always have. You should love me this way. What, is your, what are your shoulds? Your shoulds don't matter.
0: I wouldn't argue. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't argue. I get it. I, I mean, I get it in the sense of I think I, think what, I get what you're trying to say, but in the, in the sense of like love. And how one should show and receive love. I I think you should be open to the way your spouse is showing love. But I think your spouse should also know how your spouse receives love.
1: So I'm not talking about your love languages. Okay. I'm talking about your love patterns. Okay. And then the reality that happens is if somebody shows love in a certain manner over and over and over and over and over, you just got bored. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Somebody does these same exact. What happens? A girl meets a romantic guy. Oh my god, he's so romantic. Six months later, he's freaking annoying. He's clingy. He's over the top. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, but like, it's it's any repetitive pattern develops complacency. Again, it goes back to last week's episode or uh, hugging strangers. It goes back to your comfort zone. It you, you take things in your comfort zone for granted until you get out of your comfort zone and then maybe you make your way back and then why, does, why is there a saying that everybody knows you never know what you have until it's gone. Right. So when I was over here loving you in the way that I always have, you were blind to it. You expected it. But it wasn't until I started not doing that that you were up in arms. Oh my God. And now all of a sudden it's so important to you.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't until you missed it And then on top of that, I didn't just remove love. I just said, instead of bringing flowers on Tuesday, I'm going to start bringing flowers on Thursdays. Maybe it'll shake things up. And now you're like, Thursday, what are you doing? Are you seeing somebody? Like, you just act crazy. And this is a completely hypothetical scenario. I just pictured some grizzly bear lady (laughs) getting mad and throwing flowers. But what I'm aiming to say is that, if you get so caught in your patterns and in your shoulds, you don't allow yourself to develop new ones.
0: Right. Right.
1: And the new ones don't exist in the future. The same ones do until you break them. The new ones exist now. Here and now.
0: Dang. Um, Something about here and now that just excited me a little bit. We were listening to a, I think a talk on Mind Valley. Um, where they essentially talked about how harnessing the, pre- the power of now
1: mm-hmm.
0: can lead to breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was like, I think, oh, I think uh, Vishen Lakiani was on um, impact theory. Yep. And they were essentially talking about how you can harness the power of now to create breakthroughs in your business or in your life or whatever it may be. So essentially breaking the patterns Stop focusing on the expired milk and focus on now and how it can unlock. I know we, were, we started doing that and started meditating every single day. Meditation was not a part of my daily practice. Now it is. And we ended up creating the MVM Life Model and the Freedom Formula. I mean, that's, in, that's insane. So the power it has when you're focused and, in, and you're present and you're connected to Source That's the unlock. That's what makes you superhuman. Mm -hmm. But everybody has the ability to be superhuman.
1: Every single human being. And, like, what that does is it it makes it so, like, less um, intimidating, Mm -hmm. right? Like, well, what do you mean? I can be superhuman if I just sit still and just focus on one thing or focus on now and just focus on being here. I can... Unlock what? And, it like, it, the truth is that, like, I didn't know. I didn't have words for this. I didn't understand this until, I mean, I started kind of developing the words to explain this not that long ago. But, like, when the life model came out, it was like, holy shit, this is it. This is it. This is what our life revolves around, right? And... When we do things that surprise ourselves, everybody's done something that's like, man, I pat myself on the back. Something that they they gas themselves up, they don't need anybody else. You are always present. Mm -hmm. When you are fully present, you're not worried about what somebody else is going to say. You're not worried about what you had for breakfast. You're not worried about what you're going to have for dinner. You're not worried at all. Because worry doesn't exist here. There's just a task at hand. And every second that goes by, you're focusing on the task at hand, and you unlock something of yourself because you're free of limitation. The whole me versus me is when you're living in the past and when you're trying to in for- your forecasting. So when you're dwelling on things and you're forecasting, that's the base, right? And like you are in your own way there. There's so many limitations, but when you break free from those limitations and you just get present, like boom, I'm here. There's zero limitations. And you have all the power in the world you want. That's the unlock. Like you, you start said, start
0: climbing up. You just keep moving forward. I think that's what it is. Is we number one. I think we've talked about this before, but we we're our nowadays. We're all about like a quick fix, hmm. the quickest thing. We want to not. We want to dwell on the past, and then we want a quick fix to fix it. We just okay, fine. I don't. I don't want to go through the pain of dealing with it. Just let me fix it. I'm 300 pounds and now I want to be a hundred pounds or 120 pounds. How do, let's go. Yeah. No, you have to go through the pain and you have to just keep climbing. And when we keep climbing, we keep pushing past our limitations and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And then eventually we'll get to where we want to go, but we have to be crystal clear on where we want to go. But then we have to harness the power of now. Because now is the only time. Every single day is now. Every single day, you have an opportunity to keep climbing. The second we start creeping back is when we start getting into that rut. Mm -hmm. Is when we start becoming anxious and depressed and sad and frustrated and resentful and... That's where we don't want to be, so we have to remember that today is what we have. That's gone. It's expired. Milk. Yep. Stop drinking it. Yep. And just keep climbing. Keep going forward. Keep being crystal clear on what you want. If it's to lose 150 pounds, go for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But know that eating pizza is not going to serve you. Mm-hmm. But don't dwell on that either. No. Don't, <laughs> don't worry not worry. Don't forecast and worry that, oh my gosh, in two weeks, my my cousin has a birthday party and there's gonna be pizza there. And because there's gonna be pizza then, I might as well eat it now.
1: We used to be professionals at that.
0: We keep doing, we keep talking about pizza. I love pizza.
1: Clearly, somebody wants pizza for dinner.
0: Plant based, cheeseless pizza, yes. Sounds so good.
1: (laughs) You said it right there. Like, it's, we get caught up in, thinking about something two weeks away, we get caught up in thinking about how we missed out on eating pizza at the birthday party we went to two days ago. Like, number one, let's say there was a fix and you got pizza today. Does that change the fact that you didn't eat pizza two days ago? No. If somebody said, boom, You're now not 300 pounds, you're 125 pounds. There's your goal. Instant gratification. And you go to the birthday party in two weeks, and you eat pizza, what are you doing? You're re-sparking that expired milk thinking pattern. That cycle, you open that door up again to just getting what you want, getting what you want, eating whatever you want, not worrying about your health, and then all of a sudden, boom, now. This looks like deja vu. I'm 300 pounds again. I gotta go through this again? Yes, because... You keep getting what you've always gotten because you haven't understood what you've always thought, how you've always viewed things, how you've always felt. Getting present is not about, or like leveraging the power of presence is not about neglecting a future. It's not about neglecting your past. It's about recognizing that there's a distinction People go crazy when, like I've seen a million memes on the internet of people that go crazy when others don't use the right forms of there, there, there. But like a different version of that, we use the wrong tenses all the time.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. We
1: use it all the time.
0: Yeah, we're always living in the freaking past.
1: Like literally, it's like me waking up. Dang, that was good. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's
1: like me waking up at 4 a.m., What this morning I woke up at what three forty-five? Yeah. It's like me getting ready, going out, going for my run, just like I always do, because I'm disciplined. And me still walking around the world saying I'm not disciplined. That's past tense. Literally, when you like, when we get in an argument and then like later on the day, you jokingly bring it up, I jokingly fire back. I'm like, it's the past. Let it go. Mm
0: -hmm. The same day.
1: the the, The same hour. Once you move through it, it's done. Quit harping on the past. Quit beating a dead horse. Quit dwelling.
0: And I want to bring up again because this is, trauma happens. Yeah. Horrible things happen and it is the past. But you can look at the past as a toolbox when you're in the here and now. You can look at it and see the pain without going back in and feeling the pain. That's right. And when you start to creep back into feeling it is when you need to remember to stop yourself and be like, "Hold on, let me just let me just go see what was happening here and pick out the pieces that serve me." I think that's where that's where we have to remember and we have to remember that just just in case that one day you actually go back and feel it, it's not over. Stop just remember to keep going. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Don't go backwards. Especially when you know what it's like to be here and now. Because this is a moment that's freaking incredible.
1: Yes. Like, Tony Robbins says, your life changes in, like when we were at UPW, he kept saying, your life changes in what? And everybody, an instant. And it's so true. Like, yesterday, yesterday, we were waiting for the elevator and it was taking forever. You're like, let's take the stairs. I was like, nah, I don't want to. And then eventually we was like, whatever, we took the stairs. Now, we got it back probably quicker than we would have had we just waited for the elevator. It was taking forever. The only reason we would have waited at the elevator is because we had already spent time waiting for the elevator. Like we committed. We committed. No, I mean, I've already been here for 30 seconds or a minute. I might as well just spend the next five here. It doesn't make sense. And we have to stop living our lives like that. Throw out the expired milk. Get rid of it because uh, there's lots of milk available.
0: And that's nasty. Yeah. You wouldn't even touch expired bread.
1: I don't touch milk if it's about to expire. <laughs> Not, I mean...
0: Can you get that eye roll in there, too?
1: I still can't roll my eyes.
0: Anyways, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Expired Milk. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is one of our our favorite episodes to record so far. Please comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Please subscribe. Whether you're watching our video or listening on podcast, we would love to hear your thoughts. Please talk to us in our community group facebook group and
1: make sure you keep an eye out we uh you probably heard us talk i mean we talked quite a bit about it the mvm life model and the mvm freedom formula we just found stillness had faith and then boom i feel like einstein stay tuned Watch your mouth when I come around. I'ma shut it down. Got that sound? That's gon' run the town. In and out the town. Ain't no way around it. Flows us down. And then I got that bounce. Pound for pound. Hardest out. Hardest out. Way too blessed to trip.